Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. I'm Alex Olson, and every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional success so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles, empowering us to build a great life. Last week, we talked about building our legacy and building our purpose while taking risk. I just wanted to highlight something I left out is that with risk, we really only have to be right once. So we might fall down, we might miss out on some things, we might fail several times, but as long as we can be right once, then we can still be successful and we can have that success, whether that's personal or professional in our life that we're looking for. This week, the best podcast talked about fitness and time two things that are critical to building a great life. But first, I wanted to share that the bonus tool or the bonus for this week is that it's our 14th episode. That means we're more than a fourth of the way through the year. So I think it's a good time to reflect back on those goals. We may have set those New New Year's resolutions. We might have wanted to build some habits. I'm personally looking at a ukulele that I am not very good at. And it's okay to fail because, so with that example, I, I did not make as much progress as I wanted to. I made some progress, but honestly, I haven't played for a couple weeks. Um, so this is a good point to reflect back on that, to remember why it's important, and to see what I can do to make it actually happen in my life. So hope that this helps this point to look back and to think about how we can build those great habits to build a great life. With that, let's get into the podcast for this week. The first episode from this week is the Tony Robbins podcast, and he interviewed Michael Phelps. And I love there are some great thoughts on here about fitness and how to be mentally and physically fit. A message that really stood out to me was Michael Phelps talked about the sacrifice required to be great at something. He talked about how for years he trained every single day and he would have multiple workouts every day to reach that point where he was achieving the success and the potential that he knew that he had. Another message though was it was a good reminder to me to be really careful of thinking that the grass is always greener or thinking oh I would just be happy if I could do this or do that. So for example, I always thought that Olympians would be extremely happy, extremely successful. And Michael talked about how 75 to 80% of Olympians actually have depression after they compete in the Olympics. And that was just such a good reminder again for me that we need to try to find happiness and success wherever we are and not wish that we were someone else or doing something else. And to do that, I really liked how his coach removed the word can't from his vocabulary. So he made Michael focus on what he could could do to become better. He made him focus on those small daily steps that he could take. Michael had a really interesting point. Tony asked him what the hardest part of it all was of winning more medals than anyone ever in the Olympics. I thought it was interesting and a great lesson when he said, it's easy to climb the mountain, it's hard to stay on top. 
And to me, that showed the importance of sustained effort. And it showed that how much better it is to be consistent than to just go all out. Because life really is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Michael said for him, the way to stay on top was to be in the present moment and to find ways to celebrate his wins. And I really like Tony asked him the final question. He asked him, what do you want to be in five or 10 years? And I think that question is easy to ask people who are in a big transition. If someone's in college or starting a new job, but this was a good question for me to reflect on and think about where do I wanna be in five or 10 years? And I think having that long-term vision can always help guide us and direct us. And for Michael, he said that he's found his purpose by opening up and talking about his own anxiety and depression that he struggled with and how he's really trying to help other people with their mental health. And again, a great reminder and example that we're all fighting our own battles, but we can always reach out for help. The next podcast from this week is The Minimalist and they interviewed Ben Greenfield, and they talked about fitness. I really liked how they began by saying the key is to develop an active lifestyle. So Ben talked about how we need to set rules for ourselves that make it easy to stay fit throughout the day. And so he said it doesn't need to be anything too extreme or too tough, but we just need to set those small things that we can do every day to have an active lifestyle. He talked about finding moments throughout the day to be fit. So whether that's taking the stairs, maybe parking a little bit further away, just whatever we can do to make ourselves exercise and be active throughout the day. And someone called in and asked them, how can you find the time for fitness to work out? And I really liked their response. They said that we need to reframe it and we need to think about how we can't afford not to exercise because of how much we'll miss out on. And it reminded me of when I was at the academy my first year, there was an upperclassman who I really looked up to and he was involved in so much and doing really well, but he was still physically fit. And I remember asking him how he was able to balance everything. And I'll never forget, he said, we never have time for everything we need to do He said we have to make time for what we want to do. And at first that kind of didn't make sense to me, but as I've thought about it, he was teaching me that we really need to prioritize those things that matter to us. And some of those things that we need to do, they might not get done. But if we're prioritizing what's most important, that's okay because we'll still be taking steps and we'll still be coming better in small ways. I really liked another caller asked, what membership should we get to become fit? It's like, what gym should we buy? Should we go to yoga? Should we do strength training? And you can do a lot of research on that. And it was a good question, but their response was really interesting. They said, memberships don't make you fit. Consistent action makes you fit. And that was another great lesson that I think sometimes we think, oh, I will start working out once I get once I find the perfect gym. 
but we can make those situations in our life where it becomes easier to work out. So for ourselves, we recently built a garage gym because time is something that's been tough with Sarah's job. And so with that gym now, every time we walk in and out of the garage, it reminds us of what we want to do, what our priorities are. And it's made it so much easier to actually live that life that we want to. They also said everybody has 18 minutes a day for their health. And I like that lesson that we can set the bar really low. We don't have to think, oh, I'm gonna go do a, a crazy CrossFit workout or anything like that. We can just start small and we can build on that foundation. And the last point was that they said how important it is to find what we enjoy doing for exercise. Because if we enjoy it, it'll be so much easier to be consistent and to stick with it but we need to find something that we actually can find joy in to, to get the progress that we're working for. The next podcast from this week comes from The Art of Manliness, who interviewed Laura Vanderkam. She's an author and she's written extensively about time and it was really powerful, learned some great interesting lessons. And the first part, she talked about the importance of keeping a time log essentially tracking our time. She said we need to do that because on, on average, people really overestimate how busy they are, but they underestimate how much sleep they get. And it was interesting, she said we remember our longest days and our shortest nights. And then we think that's how it is all the time. But people who are mindful and track their time felt like they had more of it. And she said a big part of that was because they did more memorable things instead of checking their phones or watching TV, especially during the week. And it was interesting, they talked about how the more memories we have of something, the longer it seems because our brain is fully engaged in that activity. So with new experiences, our brain doesn't know what it needs to remember. So it takes more footage, as they said or it's, again, just more engaged. And that leads to more memories and feeling like we have more time. I thought that was such an interesting point that if we can do novel new things in our life, we can actually feel like we have more time because we'll look back and we'll remember all those things rather than just going through autopilot and watching our favorite show or just kind of relaxing around the house. But I do not want this to come across as judgmental because this is something that's honestly really hard for us. After a tough long day at work, there's really nothing we want to do more than come home and relax and have a nice evening together watching our favorite show. But it's interesting as we listen to this, we tried it out and this past weekend I was being not the best, I wasn't being super helpful, and I really just wanted to stay in the house and relax. But luckily, Sarah got me up and got me moving, and we went hiking with some really good friends. And we had to drive a ways to it, and I was frustrated and I wasn't happy. But I do not regret that at all, because once we got out there, it was beautiful, we were with friends. Again, it was something new, so my brain was fully engaged. And that looking back, I'm so grateful that we have those memories. And it felt like the weekend was longer. It felt like we had more time because we were doing something new. 
thought it was interesting. Laura said that we say we want more time, but we really want more memories. And so what I kind of getting into more of the tactics of how we can do this, she, I really like, she said, we never regret doing something memorable. So she said, you can create adventure out of your normal life, but you have to think and plan for it. I also think it goes back to starting small and building from there. So she said, it can be something as small as going to a museum, a movie, or spending the night outside with your kids. And I really like this last point, last couple points. Laura talked about how crucial it is not to try to over-optimize our life, that we need to find what is good enough so that we can stick with it. So after listening to this podcast, I was excited and motivated, and I started a time tracker, and I did it for about a day because it was just too much. I was going from zero to 100, and I had other things going on. But what I realized was that I really just needed to track personally my sleep and how much time I was spending at work. Because when I have those two numbers, I can feel better physically, but also mentally by realizing how much time I have outside of sleep and work. And Lara talked about finishing up, she said that people who do feel like they have enough time, they also invest in relationships but it's often quality over quantity. So rather than trying to be everyone's friend, they really try to go deep and have meaningful relationships with those in their life. And the last point, she said the number one thing we can do to help is to have a Friday afternoon planning session. And I don't think it has to be on Friday, but she said what's crucial is to actually write down what our top two or three priorities are for our career, for ourselves, and for our relationships. And then as we're planning and looking at our days, we can focus on those things that really matter. This was a really good week for podcasts, so quickly I just want to give two bonus episodes because I really respect your time, but I just want to share a couple of great lessons from them. The first is a new podcast, it's the Y Combinator, and that's a company that's an accelerator. So they help young companies to grow and to become more successful. So they spoke with Austin Allred, he's the founder of the Lambda School, which is a really interesting idea where they help people code remotely and it's completely free, but then once they graduate and get a job, they pay a percentage of their salary back to the school. I think it's a great way to help people who don't have the money for a traditional four-year college or people who just want to try something different. Anyways, um, it was a great interview, and I really liked what Austin was saying. And one of, the, one of the things that was fascinating was the interviewer asked Austin what their biggest problem is. And he said their biggest problem is people assume that they won't get in, so they don't apply. And the person, the interviewer said that's the biggest problem they have at Y Combinator as well. So these are both very elite places, and they're both places that are looked at very highly. And I thought it was just incredible that the number one problem they have is people not applying because they feel like they're not good enough. And that was such a good reminder that we should never tell ourselves no. 
We should always reach out for those great opportunities. And the worst that can possibly happen is someone says, you know what, not, right now isn't the best time. We can always keep working and we can try again later, but just again, such a good reminder to always, always be reaching, reaching for our goals, our dreams, whatever it may be. And I, I thought it was really interesting. Austin and the interviewer said that they were both only looking really for two things. They look for above average intelligence and the willingness to work really hard. What's interesting though is with the growth mindset, I think that we really have control of whether we want to work hard and then that influences our intelligence. So we can really have both of those things if we're willing to put in the time and the effort. And the last point on this was I thought it was fascinating that Austin is a college dropout, but he started an extremely successful school. And again, we've talked about this on a previous podcast, but it just shows that we don't need the perfect qualifications to make a difference. All we need to do is to care about something and to put in that time and effort. Austin said to finish up that if you paid me minimum wage, I'd still do this forever. And that was just a great reminder to really try to try out different things to find what it is that we'd love to do. So the last podcast for this week, just quickly, is comes from the Jimmy Rex show, and he interviewed Jordan Romero. You might not have heard of him, but he's actually the youngest person to ever climb Mount Everest. He was only 13 when he did it, which just blew my mind. I thought that was really incredible. And to me, it shows the power of chasing our dreams and not setting limits on ourselves. Because it would have been so easy for him to say, oh, I'm only, I'm so young, why would I ever wanna do this? Or it's not possible. But he had that goal and he took steps and he worked super hard to make it happen. But the other critical lesson that I got from this podcast is that we can't accomplish our goals or our dreams alone. So Jordan was really fortunate because his dad is a high adventure racer and he's also a high altitude medic. So he had the perfect background to help his son accomplish this goal. And Jordan was kind of joking, but he said teamwork makes the dream work. And I think that's really, it's a cliche and I know it's dumb, but I really think that that's so true in so many cases that if we can surround ourselves with strong people that lift us up, then we can reach our full potential and we can build a great life. So I'm sorry this went a little long, but there were great episodes from this week. So I really hope that these lessons on fitness and time help you out. Please let us know if there's anything else we can do to be helping you as we all go through this journey together. I know that we're all really busy, so thank you so much for spending your time here with us and we'll see you next week.